Melissa. It's me. Yes. Yeah, it sure is you. Are you are are you a clumsy person? Oh, jeepers. Um, I, I haven't met you in person yet. So I like besides what we do here on the podcast, <laughs> I, 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 I don't know your mannerisms. I, I don't feel know. Like you've heard me drop a lot of things. You you've you've said that like sometimes you'll have something while we podcast just to like fidget with. Yeah, and it's rocks. It is de- it is decorative rocks. I just take this like quartz spire and like run it between my hands like I'm trying to start a fire. Okay, but would would you or the people who know you would they describe you as cl- clumsy? Um... Do you think? No. No. Okay. I cool. I'm That's... not I'm I'm not okay. It's not like my hands don't work and I'm like whoops I dropped that thing very often. It's really just my fault for picking rocks as the thing I play with while recording audio. I have big hips that will knock things over without me knowing and I have a very big purse. Okay. So I'm some sort of cartoon joke where like I turn around and like my hips and my purse together will completely knock over like a store display. So maybe not you are clumsy, but things are happening around you. Yeah, That's... yeah. I've got a weird okay. gravitational field around me. So I, I, I wouldn't describe myself as clumsy either. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not much of an athlete these days, but I was always c- c- kind of naturally athletic or at least dexterous you know yeah um, you can dance yeah um but every now and then i feel like people just have their days right where you like <laughs> you just yeah. you just do something stupid so i made myself look like an absolute idiot uh uh-huh. maybe like an hour and a half ago okay um, i i i signed up for me undies and so oh, I've, nice. I've been getting some shipments of new underwear, and I got some today. Thumbs they're up? they're super comfortable. Okay, We're not sponsored by them, but hey, MeUndies, you should absolutely sponsor us. That would be fantastic. It um, could be us undies. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but so I I got a new pair today, and I was trying I was trying to try them on, but I mm-hmm. I I did that that like movie moment thing of where i'm like trying to take off my pants but i can't get them off and so i'm ah. like tripping and like hopping yes. over and, like... <laughs> i do that constantly and i i almost ate shit it was embarrassing if anyone would have seen it <laughs> <laughs> it was awful uh, but ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 49 of The Captain's Log. This is our weekly off-topic show where we can talk about whatever we want. We got all sorts of things to talk about this week. My name is Kyle Springer. I am joined by Melissa Wilkinson. Melissa, how are you? I'm pretty good. How are you this week? I am doing good besides my clumsy <laughs> moment that I, I had earlier today. I, I, I actually did like two stupid things when oh. i got home first of all side note you remember you remember that show two stupid dogs yes great show um <laughs> <laughs> so i did another thing when i got home that i so i i traveled to and from work 
uh, using the like the public bus. So sometimes, like when you get off the bus, you just feel nasty, or you, you know, or just like at the the end of the at the end of the day, like you feel like I my hands just feel grimy. I need to go wash mm-hmm. my hands. So I did did that. I went and I washed my hands off. And I went back into my room to use my towel to dry them off. And I it didn't occur to me until I was drying them off that I was like, well, now I really have to pee because the water was running and uh-huh. and I just washed my hands. So now I'm going to have to go pee and then wash my hands again. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's not my day. <laughs> it's hard to be alive. <laughs> it's hard to be alive. It is. That is the kind of week that it's been for yeah. me <laughs> how was your week though it's good i too am like i'm adjusting to a weird new kind of life in that this has been a large conversation between you and i i work a lot yes i it is very common for me to pull like a 50 55 hour work week i've gotten up to 60 um i don't know, probably one handful of times they have implemented, and I don't, and this isn't for money. I'm salaried. I don't get paid over time. I am throwing these hours into mm-hmm. the, the void that is my company. But they instituted, okay, guys, really, you have to just be working 40 hours a week. Oh, man. So they, they no. like, they capped it? it, is, it is it something to do with overtime of like hey we actually have to start paying you for this now so don't don't do it it's not like that it's um we are entering nego like just contract re-up negotiations with our client and we are trying to make sure that they are expecting realistic things of us so our supervisors are like we have to show them what we can actually do in an actual real person work week so stop being here 10 extra hours or they'll start expecting that. Yeah, that 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 makes sense. I I remember I wasn't salary, but the the first like uh like f- actual full-time j- j- job that I had for a web design firm they were very very strict on you need to track every single hour you work on every single different project and all of that stuff because the more like anal we are about that and the more we know like specifically hey this will take exactly this long here's our estimate here's how much it actually did take then we knew kind of what to bill clients Mm -hmm. a lot better and they knew what to expect so yeah that's good i guess for you where you like have to you i guess have a little bit more free time i do now? i have to i i now leave when the sun is out like i have to, i like i left work at like four o'clock on monday and i went out and i went shopping nice. with one of my co-workers and then i'm driving back to my place and I'm like oh i have time to go to the grocery store and cook an entire meal and then I watched, like, two episodes of the show we're watching th- for the review show this week. Like, I had, like, an entire night. It yeah. was like getting an extra day back. It's like, now every day feels like a half day to me. Even j- just, like, ten extra 
hours a week will do that to you where you have no time for yourself Mm -hmm. like so yeah it's good good that good that you now have that that time (laughs) i'm happy for you that's good thank you yeah yeah um end game we oh you know what before we mention uh, some stuff about Endgame, I should address that we didn't have an episode oh, this yeah, p- yeah, past yeah. week. People might be like, "What the hell happened?" Um, so yeah, last weekend Endgame came out. That's kind of what reminded me. Mm-hmm. I went to go see it Thursday night. You went to go see it Friday night. Mm-hmm. So the plan was to p- postpone to Saturday. But we then, recorded three hours of podcast on we Saturday. We did a three-hour spoiler cast for Endgame, Ugh. and it was exhausting. It, 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 it was fantastic, but and it like, was I felt exhausting. emotionally drained. Like, I, I don't know what, what am I going to talk about that's not Endgame. <laughs> yeah. I have ten minutes of mundane things about my week beyond that. Yeah, so that, that was like the only thing we really really could talk about anyways but then we were like well maybe we'll we'll p- push it to sunday and then after we recorded the review show sunday morning i started not feeling good Aww. and so i was like yeah i don't i don't know if i can record tonight i was like you want to just skip this week mm-hmm. uh, so that's what we did we decided to just yeah. be like you know what let's just take a week off i'll recover we'll get back in the mm-hmm. Groove of things, uh, and then here we are on a Thursday night, which is not our n- n- normal yeah, night. All kinds uh, of things have topsy plans tomorrow, uh, yes. which is our normal recording night for this stuff. Uh, so yeah, we're like, let's do the Thursday, and just go for from there. So here we are, yep. with end game. We went to go see that. That was yes. fantastic. Um, man, that that was an experience. It was. It really Ooh. was. Yeah. I, 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 I am... was supposed to go see it a second time on Tuesday yeah. with my roommate. That never happened. Mm-hmm. Um, she, she's working on a book. This is her second book that she is publishing. It's of a... The dogs? Yeah, the 101 Pitbulls. Oh. Um, and so she's working on that, and she was just like, I kind of need to just hunker down and get that stuff done. Her deadline was that t- Tuesday to Ugh. get some certain things d- d- done. So she was like, if I go see that, I don't know if I'm going to get all my stuff done. I was like, yeah, mm-hmm. it's a three-hour movie, so that'd yep. be a lot of time you you know, you wouldn't get back. So she was like, yeah, we, I might have to do a rain check or something. So... Who knows? Maybe I'll go see it this weekend again or something or this next week. Who yeah. Knows? But it's I'm already really... broken. Like, of course. Of all, course. All sorts of box office records. It's already passed Black Panther in the like total amount of money wow. that it's made within like the first weekend and a couple d- d- days. That's amazing. Wow. I guess because... Black Panther is, uh, it's fantastic, it's historic, there's something like a real cultural phenomenon to Endgame specifically that no other movie quite has. Like, I don't think Rise of Skywalker is going to have it or anything else. It does feel very special. Like, Mm -hmm. you're watching, like, the end, like, the prestige at the end of a long, long magic trick. And it's something, like... 
after coming out of Infinity War, it's so spoiler sensitive. Yeah. Because there's one big question, as opposed to, we'll use again, The Last Jedi, which is just a general feeling of, huh, what what could it be? What's going to happen? It doesn't have that, like, that one thing to it the way infinity war and endgame did yeah uh so let's see i am looking at boxofficemojo.com and apparently well that's highlighting everything not what i uh so here's the like the total lifetime grosses so far uh domestic is like 452 million Mm -hmm. something like that worldwide is like a i think it's already made a billion that's that's ridiculous like it's like remember when batman versus superman came out and there was that whole like oh my goodness is it gonna be is it gonna reach a billion dollars and all this stuff and it it, it was like the race to a billion dollars in like the first I mean, I'm I'm not gonna say it was the the first one to get there. I don't think it was, um, but it just like I I, I think it was one of like the fastest to mm. reach that much. So it like it was one of those things of like, oh, is it gonna reach a billion dollars? And here this did it in like a weekend. Mm-hmm. I was just like, how? How does this is that's amazing? So mm-hmm. kudos to Avengers Endgame and everyone who helped make that film. Mm-hmm. Very exciting. I Crazy yeah, stuff. I I want to see it again soon. I m- my family wants to go out and see it, and there are still like so many tickets pre bought out there. We haven't seen it yet because we can't find oh, yeah. any showings that are like not, not at a full. weird time of day or at a faraway theater where we can get like a family's amount of seats in a row. It's like, well, if all of us split up into four corners of the theater, we could go now. Exactly. So if you guys want to hear our full thoughts on Avengers Endgame, uh, we have a new episode of The mm-hmm. Reactor Core all about that. Uh, you can find it on our website, thewhatnots.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Just search The Whatnots, and all of our shows will c- come up mm-hmm. right there. Uh, but yeah, that was a lot of fun, so go go check it out. Mm-hmm. And I took Friday off for Endgame, my friend and I did, because we found... Like if we go see a movie like an opening night or just on any week night, mm-hmm. like we're still kind of in the work mindset. We're a little tired. We're a little glazed over. Like we've done it before, seen movies, stayed awake, enjoyed it, had a great time. And the next day we're like, oh, what happened? What, what? <laughs> we retain nothing. Like we're so glazed over. So we're like for Endgame, we're taking Friday off. We're having a vacation day. We're doing a whole day out go. of it. It's like we went to brunch. We went shopping. We went driving around. I made a four and a half hour playlist. Whoops. Yep. (laughs) And it was great. And we did. I talked about this a couple weeks ago. And finally, I have a conclusion. We did a MCU fantasy draft. Now, you're going to have to remind me kind of how this worked. I I know we kind of went over it last time you mentioned it, but I don't remember. Okay. So the big inspirations are this podcast we love called All Fantasy Everything that takes this kind of fantasy sports draft style mm-hmm. and applies it to everything. Like we're going to draft Taco Bell menu items. We're going to draft Samuel L. Jackson movies. <laughs> yeah, just <laughs> everything else. We're going to draft um, 
songs that when they come on the radio, you turn your volume all the way up and sing in the car, like really specific weird things. Interesting. And the James Bonding podcast did a fantasy draft of Bond. Like, okay, we're going around the table. Everybody gets one Bond, one M, one Money Penny. You get a gadget, a villain, a henchman, a song, all of that. And you see what elements you can grab for yourself. And at the end, you make your own do-it-yourself Bond movie out of it. Nice. Yeah. You you did that, but with the MCU. Yeah. uh, And it was just the two of us. And because the MCU, it's 22 movies across two people. So there wasn't much of a competition element because we somehow both entirely stayed out of each other's ways. (laughs) Like, I didn't even have to come up with any backups. Like, I was able to just get everything that I wrote down. Okay, wow. Yeah. So, what, what what did you end up with? Okay. All right. So, what you were able to get, I broke this down into categories. So, you could, would get two major heroes, mm-hmm. two minor heroes, two loved ones, friends, family, etc. Side characters. Yeah, a lead villain, a secondary villain, uh, two locations, one Infinity Stones powers to play with, one Stan Lee cameo to recreate or build upon, two songs, and one post-credits teaser for a new MCU character. It's okay. so, like grabbing somebody else from the Marvel Universe who hasn't appeared yet, and they're going to make like a cool appearance at the very end of the movie. Nice. Mm-hmm. Sounds good to me. Okay. So my roster was... Captain Marvel, Iron Man. Uh, oh. My minor heroes were Rhodey and Wong. My loved ones <laughs> were Pepper and MJ from Spider-Man Homecoming. Interesting. Yeah. My primary villain was the Sovereign, who were all those gold aliens from oh, Guardians yes. of the Galaxy Volume like, 2. Sovereign? Oh, but yeah. Okay. Yep. My secondary villain was Justin Hammer from Iron Man 2. Interesting. Yeah. I thought he had style. One of my locations was Contraxia. That's that, like, you know, snowy brothel planet they're on in Guardians of the Galaxy 2 where all the Ravagers hang out. Side note, I saw a meme sometime this week that was like, why do they call it a brothel? There's no broth. (laughs) Or is there? (laughs) We're going to have to go find out. (laughs) Then then underneath it was like the X-Files theme starts. (laughs) (laughs) My other location was Las Vegas. I think Iron Man goes there in like the first or second movie. I don't know. He goes there in yeah in the third one, I believe. When one of them. when he meets yeah the yeah that one. Yeah, I picked Reality Stone to play with. My Stanley cameo was the one from Captain Marvel, where he's reading the script from Mallrats. But <laughs> I wanted to have him reading the script for this episode of Simpsons, where he plays himself. Nice. It's very good. Uh, my two songs were Blue Dava Dee Dava Die and Escape, the Pina Colada song. <laughs> and I went with like kind of a story. Like my friend just sort of picked different things she liked. And then she's like, oh, I don't know how it all fits together, but. Somehow uh, they'll is, make it work. Yeah, it's not my, my big, job. <laughs> yeah, this is my big buffet buffet plate of different things I like. I didn't try to like combine a real, you know, authentic mm-hmm. salad. Did, but my story. Hmm? I was just—I was going to ask: Did did you guys pick directors for your film? It didn't go quite that far. That was something else we could have done. Like, that, okay, yeah, that would be what a genre neat. is this? Which director do you want? Do you see this as a summer film or like a November? 
<laughs> we we could have gone that far if we wanted to. That would be fun to do maybe in like a huge group where this is like, okay, this is our night, everybody. Mm-hmm. So the loose story I came up with was that I wanted the sovereign who have this, everybody in their society is born and bred for a specific role. They're like all designed to do one thing and nothing else. And I thought that was fascinating and then Justin Hammer's like, I don't know, some sort of a tech guy. I really, like, I took some stuff from Iron Man 2. I don't remember anything, but that gif of Sam Rockwell dancing around. Yep. Which is uh, maybe all I really need to know. So they sign up with this te- tech guy. Oh, there's a moth. Okay. I did see something flying around behind you there for a sec. I was like, maybe there's something in there. But yeah. yeah uh, just a moth. moth. Well, uh, well I guess we... I guess we have a guest star now. <laughs> ah, too bad I didn't know I would have gotten the social me- 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 media <laughs> the thing up there. Follow the moth at the, the moth. What do you want to plug? Uh, <laughs> uh, I've 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 heard your podcast is uh, really good there. The, the, the moth, good, good, good stories, good, good stories is what I've heard. Oh, the, with those as my villains, I wanted a movie about, like, is the path you're on the path you were destined to be on? Like, are you born and bred? Like, are you meant to be where you are? Did choice bring you here? What else could your life be like? Which is why I wanted the reality stone. And I wanted a whole sliding doors story about, like, Tony and Pepper and what kind of other lives and other relationships they mm-hmm. could have had. Rhodey's there because he's their buddy. Captain Marvel's there to bring in the cosmic element. Wong and MJ, I don't know. I just thought they'd be a fun team. Maybe they're there, like, working on a new Avengers headquarters. Pepper's like, well, Tony, you've got the tech side covered, but I brought in this wizard guy to make sure we're magically protected, too. <laughs> MJ's like, yo, this is my high school internship project. I'm also going to be a wizard. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Can I get credit for being a wizard? (laughs) (laughs) And so after all of these tales of who are you? What made you you? Mm. Is this destiny? Is this choice? At the end, very end of the credits, they meet this new hero, this mysterious woman with a southern accent and a white stripe in her hair. It's Rogue. Yeah. Who can take your powers and she can become something like you. Yeah be a neat thematic tie-in that actually works really well i don't know how well you're familiar with captain marvel and rogue's history i do know that yes yeah that that's a big thing that i i I heard someone i think i've already say too much but uh yeah (laughs) theory for captain marvel slash how they could enter the x-men into the mcu down the road is do the captain marvel rogue stuff of what yeah yeah. who knows uh i guess that's not much of a spoiler since the captain marvel movie's already out and we know that they have the x-men we just don't know when they're gonna gonna be in the mcu read a news article spoiler yeah that's good though that that's neat it sounds like you guys had a lot of fun with that it was a really fun project i'd like to do this again in a bigger group where there might actually be like stepping on each other's toes and oh no you took drax i wanted drax fine well i'll take this as long as you take that one instead (laughs) (laughs) 
there you go that's that's good that's a lot of fun mm-hmm. um i've i've a number of the podcasts i listen to have all done like spoiler casts or, yeah. or stuff like that it's all always fun to just like see see their excitement and then to like relive the excitement it's good Mm -hmm. it's good it's fun yeah and like there's so many like mcu ranking films like i listen Mm -hmm. to another you know recap podcast about endgame and they're like well what are your favorite mcu movies before this and this is a different way to like oh just have fun and talk about the universe and kind of make a game out of it without the classic like these are my top five villains yeah yeah um so on a sadder note (laughs) i guess there's no good transition into doing that there really isn't (laughs) it it looks like uh well speaking of disney which owns marvel which also owns star wars uh yeah there's there's no good transition for this but uh it was announced a few hours before we started this podcast that peter mayhew of star wars fame who plays chewbacca has passed away uh at age 74 he was Um, very tall very friendly i heard he was like a super great guy to like go meet at stuff so i've heard yeah so i've heard so that's really sad they they announced it uh on on his Twitter, I, I guess it was his family that uh, that like got access to his account. It was like, hey, here's the the update, and so they have a big picture of him there as Chewbacca and a note, um, just kind of ex- explaining a little bit more detail of what happened and who he is and what he's done with his life and yeah, stuff like that. So, I love that. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, that's, I I guess the the new Star Wars film is coming out this Christmas. I'm, I I don't know, because it sounded like The Last Jedi, there was someone else in the suit and he was more like coaching them on how to do it. I think I remember hearing that. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I, I think this, hopefully had, they've gotten through all of, helming and stuff so. like that yeah. yeah um but yeah that's that's sad to see him yeah see him go that's a bummer for sure i mm-hmm. i Ch- 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 chewbacca was never really one of my personal favorites but i he's such he's such a staple of like the star wars universe yeah he's oh he's just so sweet and he's everybody's buddy and I think he is, he is a well-deserved favorite. He isn't just cool-looking. Like, yeah. he's a genuinely great guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can rely on Chewbacca. You can go out for a beer with Chewbacca. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, like, it, it was always neat to... Like, I, 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 I feel like I, I, I now really like the Wookiees. Like, I remember mm-hmm. th- there was a story arc in, I think star wars clone wars that dealt with like the wookiee planet and like them being captured as slaves and stuff like that yeah. and it was like a one or two episode uh like store story are kind of away from most of the main mm-hmm. story but it was still when it's like oh it's the wookiees we get to learn more about the wookiees i'm so excited you know um so yeah i mean it, it's it, it stinks that you know 
life happens people mm-hmm. grow old and that's what happens mm-hmm. pass away mm-hmm. bummer mm-hmm. no fun when people p- 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 pass away um let's see let's move on to something else here but this one what's one i, I was i was gonna say <laughs> marvel has announced uh, a Ghost Rider show starring Gabriel Luna, uh, and it's going to be a Hulu original show. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm I'm super interested in this announcement because Gabriel Luna played Ghost Rider in the Agents of Shield TV show, and he knocked I think it out the park. I remember hearing that. Yeah, yeah, he was fantastic, and in Good. that role, and I would love to see more of 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 him. And now they are doing a show, you know, more of him in mm-hmm. in that role. Um, there's a couple weird things with this. First of all, that it is a Hulu original show. I, I well, guess is the main big thing. Well, especially. Isn't this just- you were talking about this a couple of weeks ago when we were outlining like all of the new shows for Disney Plus. Exactly. That yeah. they were probably going to have slightly more adult content. They're still going to do it. They're not going to like, you know, detooth anything or make it more family friendly just because it's part of Disney now. Disney has this other thing they have access to where they can put things that are a little bit more adult and still. You know, everything's in the same universe, but it is kept at the adult tone it originally was. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I guess that's one way to look at it. I think another way is just, huh, you just announced, like, Disney just announced their own platform mm-hmm. where they they can put on whatever they want, you know, because uh, it doesn't seem like the Mandalorian will really be... I mean, it's it's it sounds like it's gonna be what we know as Star Wars. I, I don't yeah. necessarily think it's gonna be like the next Game of Thrones or something. No. But I think it is going to be their like their premium show, if yeah. that makes sense. So I don't know how much that equates to more adult, if that makes sense. No, or like I've if, also heard it compared to Game of Thrones, but not in tone, just in terms of like scope and the cinematic yeah. quality of the entire thing and that it will have kind of that prestige to it yeah but so it's it, i what's going on in my head is that hey you now have this platform you can put all of these shows on mm-hmm. you canceled all of the netflix shows because you are now having this platform there you haven't announced if they are going to continue on your platform but there's that like you had marvel shows on netflix there's already existing marvel shows on hulu mm-hmm. uh, there's marvel shows on abc which is also owned by disney but mm-hmm. you have all these shows in these scattered places but you now have a home a potential home for them all why are you still scattering them that's what i'm like why why not just put this on the disney plus plus the Mm. platform especially Mm. since this is kind of spinning out of agents of shield which was on regular television which isn't like it's not a more a more adult Mm. thing you know it's just a regular tv 
show, if that makes sense. Yeah. I would imagine that they they want to create slightly more adult content. And by adult mm-hmm. content, this thing might be on the same level as like Supernatural or something like that. It's yeah. not going to be on that Game of Thrones level. Uh, I think they do want to still create things like that no, with these fine. new properties they've got in the family. But maybe they do want to sell Disney Plus as it is a family, family friendly, friendly thing. One. Like yeah. it's PG 13 and below. And, you know, this might be like a soft R. Who can say? Who knows? Yeah. I, I, I mean, there, there, there is a almost horror aspect to yeah. Ghost Rider, right? So they, they might want to be playing the, that up. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, it, it strikes me as odd, especially since it is kind of stemming out of mm-hmm. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which is not particularly, like, that is the PG-13. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not anything you wouldn't see in a Marvel movie, you know? Um if not more tame than that you know so that's that that's strange that there's there's still like hey we're gonna put a new show on hulu instead or we're gonna do x y and z but who knows i'm excited for it nonetheless because mm-hmm. um, marvel already has the runaways on hulu uh, and they announced season three i think a couple weeks ago and that's a fantastic show. You guys should absolutely go watch that and read the comics because they're some of my absolute fucking favorite comics ever. They are amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but speaking of Hulu, huh. this is something else that we also talked about a couple weeks ago here on the Captain's Log. My kind of big question when we were talking about all this Disney plus stuff was what does this actually mean for hulu because disney originally only had like a 30 percent stake then they bought fox they got 30 more percent so now they have 60 they own a controlling share uh it's now seems according to where do i have this thing according to techcrunch.com um it looks like Comcast is looking to sell their shares of Hulu to Disney, which would give Disney a 90% stake in Hulu if if that happens. This is a little bit old news. All, all this stuff came out on the 25th. Hmm. Um, the 25th of April, that is to say. Um, but yeah. That like that my I I guess my big question was why have two things or it, it, like it's fine if you do but how, like how does that work exactly do does all your original content go on Disney Plus and that's the that that ends up being more of the stuff you make whereas Hulu then doubles down on the live tv and stops making the original content as much um like how does that work or just yeah like why have two why not combine them into one mega thing who knows they're already a mega corporation Mm -hmm. yeah i don't think they 
I don't know. I don't think they want one giant thing. And I don't know if that's what anybody else wants. I mean, I, I admit it does sound kind of silly that you own two things that do a fairly similar like thing. it to just be like, I don't mm-hmm. want to have to pay for 30 different subscription things, right? Especially if they're owned by the same company. It's like, I would just let me just pay you a one time thing. Just like instead of it, because I don't how much is Hulu? nowadays um i have i have hulu in a package with spotify i don't know how much it is by itself and i could imagine and i don't know if they're owned by the same people or why they got packaged together i'm really not sure if the behind the scenes stuff spotify is owned by but i could easily imagine like a disney plus and hulu like here's one package deal you get both for nine dollars a month or something like that i imagine it'd be a little bit more than that but yeah sure like I would much rather do that, and I would be fine with them being two separate things if that was an option, um, but I don't know how that's going to work, or if they'll get this Comcast extra 30% and stuff like that. I mean, they, they I... might still offer discounts. Hey, sign up for Disney Plus and get, you know, 30% off your, like, a year's worth mm-hmm. of hulu yeah oh i i think they're busy enough i don't think they're going to change hulu because they're focusing on the thing they've already got it's like why the, yeah the the only the, the only change i could really see them making is them just doubling dead down on the live t- tv stuff i'm just hey. like hey we'll, we'll we'll slow down the original content for hulu specifically focus on that stuff for disney but then take all this money that they would have been putting into original content on hulu and be like hey what other tv channels can we you know add to the hulu family of you can watch it the next day Mm -hmm. you know that would be a good good thing i think i don't we are not business people. I don't like speculating not, not about least. business. <laughs> I have my own dang job to worry about. Yeah. Ugh. Uh, speaking of a lot of content, though, comedy bang bang. You you have a note here yes. on our ah, yes. document. I wanted to talk about, about this thing. That. Yeah. Okay. Are you familiar with comedy bang bang? I think I mentioned name, it before. Yes. Okay. This it was um. It started out as a, I think originally it was like a radio show, and then it became a podcast. Mm-hmm. And it's hosted by this man named Scott Ackerman, who I think has I've heard an interview with him a couple times, which is one of the reasons why I know the name. But yeah, yeah, yeah. He, it's this kind of loose talk show format. He's, you know, he's himself pretty much, uh, and he has people on the show, and sometimes it's real people. Most of the time, it is improvised characters, sometimes one-offs, a lot of recurring characters. There are, there are characters that have been on that show like a dozen or more times and even have their own little spin-off shows. And sometimes it's fictional people and real people interacting with each other. Sometimes mm-hmm. you have John Hamm trying to talk to this, you know, <laughs> improv character. And That's sometimes good. it's just all improv characters and Scott trying to get through a conversation together. Yeah, so he, he it's this talk show with an open door policy where like mm-hmm. anybody can just show up and 
start talking to him that is the the sort of the fiction of it in this world like well we just had this person barge in welcome to the show how are you where'd you come from you what do you do for a living and he just tries to interview these crazy characters it's so much fun i really love it it's got a really good combination of like classic staple actors that are there like i don't know on a monthly basis they'll show up like five times a year or something like that and then like new people all the time like some of my favorite recurring cast members are people that weren't on there like a year and a half ago and they just went on and just started blowing up and just coming on more often and everything anybody says is committed to a canon so you have to remember what you said as this so character the, the last comedy time bang bang cinematic podcast universe pretty much yeah like there's recurring characters and it's not just like they just sort of clean slate it you know it's just the same premise over and over again like if you said something once that's canon that's the truth you have to remember that the next time you're there so it has this mythology to it and i started listening to this in um i think late 2013 And it had already been going for a couple years, and I had to listen to a lot of back episodes. They do these huge, like, 10 best episodes of the year collections at the end of every year where they play, like, a 15, 20-minute chunk of the best episodes of the year. It's like a highlights reel, which is really fun. So I would use that, and I would try and catch up to everything. And I did it. I don't know how hard that would be to do now, but it has been worth it. It's so entertaining. And this podcast... Depends oh, and it on was how also... much free time you have, because I'm trying to catch up on all the Rooster Teeth podcasts. Is and that they're... of a mythology, Kyle? Is that it an ongoing narrative? It, it doesn't necessarily have a mythology, but there are, like, inside jokes and stuff like that. But there's still, like, 600-something episodes of, of that, and... Yeah, it's just like I'm trying to catch up and watch them all or l- 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 listen to them all. So, yeah, I yeah. I know what it's like. Yeah, Comedy <laughs> Bang Bang has had um, over 600 episodes now. Okay, yeah. Yeah, and they're like hour and a half long-ish. It was also a, a show on IFC for a time that was mm-hmm. similar to this, like podcast format but just more structured more like this is a talk show it's styled like a late night talk show yeah and here's scott aukerman and he is a band leader and uh he has a real person guest and then some improvised guests so like every episode had a celebrity and then like a couple of fictional weirdos show up along with like fake commercials and little bits around it too so that ran for a couple years that might be where you've heard of it but yeah, the podcast has been going on for 10 years now. Holy moly. So to celebrate, they released a 10-hour podcast episode. Amazing. N- nothing besides like their Stitcher premium service can actually support. So really, they released a two-part, five-hour each episode. Interesting. I, I am I, still I working I didn't know it. things like iTunes or what like that had a time limit of like you can't do anything longer than six hours <laughs> well it's like a file size limit I guess like maybe they could do it 10 hours if they made the audio sound like a tin can I, I wonder if it's like, yeah I mean 10 hours is a long 
thing because we have with we we, we use simple cast as our mm-hmm. like podcast hosting service and it's we we have unlimited like an unlimited number of uploads uh un- they say unlimited file size but it has mm-hmm. to be like a specific type of file at a certain uh like certain kilobits or whatever per second and stuff like that um but yeah so when we do a three hour long avengers endgame thing like that's totally fine when we first started the podcast a couple years ago we had libsyn and that was it's kind of the podcast industry standard but it, Mm -hmm. it, it is very much like you only get a certain number of uploads a month uh you can like you have this much space Mm-hmm. you can do and stuff like that so so yeah it'd be it'd be hard for us to do a three hour long podcast on that and be like okay well i guess we're gonna have to buy more space i don't i don't <laughs> know yeah so who knows how that works exactly but, but yeah i i'm not done yet i listened to episode one i'm i don't know an hour hour and a half into the second episode so i'm slowly my work slowly working my way through 10 hours of podcast where he got like as many guests as he could from the previous decade of the show mm-hmm. coming back to play like, oh, do remember this old character? Of course, he's not doing that. They only break that fiction for the best ofs where he's like, OK, so this episode coming in at number six. I remember the day we recorded this and the actor coming in said, I don't know. I don't have any idea. I'll just make up something on the fly because like nothing is structured beforehand. Sometimes yeah. they'll be like, uh, I'm coming in to play this character. OK. That's all we know. What characters might be on the roster or like if there is an event within their fiction they want to do. Like one of the most popular recurring characters of the show is Scott's teenage high school intern, Marissa Listler. Um, Mm -hmm. No, sorry. uh, Marissa Wampler and her high school teacher and mentor, Charlotte Listler. They're fantastic. They have spun off into an entire series on their own but they'll do special episodes like it's marissa's 16th birthday you know Mm -hmm. it's marissa's prom we're gonna pretend like recording live from prom and they'll put in like some audio effects or whatever so sometimes they'll structure stuff like that out but normally it's like okay these are the actors i might know who their characters are and sometimes somebody will come in like i don't know scott i think i own a horse i'll figure it out while we're recording (laughs) (laughs) i'll have to check my notes and see (laughs) yeah and like they don't sometimes stuff prepared like one of the other recurring characters is dalton wilcox the cowboy poet the cowboy poet laureate of the west okay (laughs) and his book of poetry you must buy your wife at least as much jewelry as you buy your horse and other observations humorous (laughs) and otherwise from a life lived on the range by dalton wilcox available at a bookseller near you so that actor will come in and he will have pre-written a poem have they actually made that book that you can buy and stuff like that i don't think so i mean you can get a ton yeah maybe maybe he's working on it you can get a ton of like t-shirts and junk like that but i I don't think they printed the book from within the story I think it was a stretch goal or something on their Patreon, but Wolf three fifty nine did the yes! pricing Carter like yes! s- s- deep space survival guide. I was like, that's mm-hmm. fantastic. 
I'm, <sighs> I'm like they committed to like making all of the, the, the like here's the 1000 tips on how to survive in space oh, that's uh, amazing maybe Andy Daly did sit down and write all these poems I'm not sure <laughs> maybe he did it and I just haven't heard of it but sometimes if it's a specific situation like that somebody might come in with a little bit prepared but it's all improvised and it's it's so much fun to listen to and so it's just this parade of characters coming in and out mm-hmm. like each of them just gets like 10 or 15 minutes each in this huge like 10 hour episode packed with dozens of actors from the show's past it's been a real treat i don't this is like the end game of podcasts for me <laughs> not in that it's you like go. you know the end of a chapter beginning of a new chapter but just like okay big celebration giant milestone bringing in everybody to hang out with each other so are are you are you a fan of like longer podcasts i love a a long podcast i love a big long sprawling discussion i love a ton of tangents i know some people cannot get sold on them but i love a tangent and I love a podcast that's like two to three hours yes. long and I can play the entire thing like over a whole weekend while I'm like running errands and doing housework and things like that. Long, it's... long podcasts, I, I feel like are the way to go. Like when, once you that. have in like, like an actual established successful thing, mm-hmm. I it's either like you expand and do other shows or you hunker down on the ones you have and like Mm -hmm. make them better make them longer you know do Mm. who knows what but yeah there's a number of longer ones that i listen to um I, i i it's 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 nice where i can just put it on and i don't have to feel like i need to keep looking at my phone to hit the next yeah episode or stuff like that or did yeah i can just put it on and forget it and it's there the entire day yes just like this is great or i i think i've mentioned this before one of my favorite shows right now is called podcast the ride and it's all about theme parks and they release every friday and those are typically like a two-hour episode on like a parking garage or a pizza restaurant or a ride or something like that what would happen if down the road we have a podcast museum and podcast the ride actually gets to make a like a ride like a tour <laughs> ride of this I, podcast music and on the left we have cereal where you can see that and I on this side love, comedy bang bang it is like the spaceship earth or a carousel oh, of progress, in, incoming it's, it's the joe rogan podcast he's like it's some animatronic lifting things i don't know what he does <laughs> i like that a lot that is something they've talked about like what if we got some crazy investor some eccentric millionaire who like funded our the theme park we've always dreamed of as quote-unquote theme park journalists (laughs) that they release like eight hours of content a month and then i subscribe to their patreon which gets Mm -hmm. me three bonus episodes a month that are can also be that long so sometimes it's like oh boy 12 hours this month of just these three nerds talking about theme parks i love it they did they did a series back in like august september called the city walk saga okay where they're based in los angeles and outside universal studios hollywood 
is this area called the City Walk, which is like shopping, dining, various little attractions, things like that. This is where you get your like hard rock cafe and a bunch of shops and like, you know, it's a wacky candy store or something like that. And they joked once, oh, yeah, we're going to do like a 19 part series, go to every place in City Walk. And then months then they later, did. <laughs> they were like with a, you know, really supportive network and not doing it independently. They're like, OK, guys, 19 parts everything in city walk 19 days in a row they didn't do that 19 days in a row they weren't taking vacation days and going to city walk 19 days in a row they did this over who knows how many weeks they released the episodes for 19 solid days now that you're describing this i remember we talked about this when it came out i think or you mentioned it it was momentous. And these would be like half an hour to sometimes they would be two hours long, depending on where they went for whatever that episode was. Mm-hmm. And this is while I was in the middle of moving. And so I'm getting set up at my new place and I still have to drive back to my old place and like clean everything. So I had a lot of podcast listening time. And this I, this got me through moving like the entire 19 episode city walk saga Perfect. powered me through. I don't think there's such a thing as too much content from any podcast. There's somebody out there like me who will absorb all of it. And it's an absolute dream. Yeah. Hey, if you guys want to see us do more content, patreon.com slash the whatnots. We have three feeds and then there's a Patreon. Yeah. If 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 we get paid enough to d- d- do this, we might have more t- time to yeah. put stuff in. Who, who yeah, knows? Yeah, we do one bonus episode a month. We could do two bonus episodes a month. You never know. We could hire yeah. someone. Wouldn't that be wild? <laughs> Wouldn't that be wild if we could we have enough hire- to pay ourselves and hire someone else to join the team? Oh, that damn. that would be the day. Yeah. That would be the day. Um, I want to switch gears a little bit. And have you, have you seen this Sonic trailer? I, I stopped in the middle of my work day and watched it. Are you a big Sonic fan? No, I didn't. We've covered this. I don't. I didn't play video games growing up. Like, I, I, like I we never had didn't think any you were. Yeah. Sega device. I I know who he is. I know he likes chili dogs and going fast and his buddy is Tails. I know like the basic like what you could fit on an index card amount about uh, about Sonic. I have no personal probably answer to the, the Je- Je- Jeopardy question if there was one, but that's about it. Maybe. <laughs> I'm just I'm just imagining Alex Alex Trebek's voice saying miles prower and it makes me really happy um so i yeah the trailer to this new sonic movie came out and of course the internet is ablaze mm-hmm. uh they don't like it <laughs> it's it's wild like i said i have no personal attachment to sonic i don't Neither care do what I. a sonic movie is or isn't but i could look at this and tell this feels like just a action comedy that something that looks like sonic happens to be in i do say uh the actor playing sonic is ben schwartz 
I love him. He's one of those improvisers who shows up all the time on comedy Bang Bang. I know him from that. I love him. I think he's very well cast. I know people are upset about the way he looks. I love his voice as Sonic. I will defend that. what I've heard, yeah, people have said the voice seems fine. It seems like it will be good. He has the right attitude. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's mainly the look of the the character design. It is admittedly weird. It, 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 well, it's, so I, like, again, that's the thing. I don't have a personal stake in if this movie does good or bad, mm-hmm. but being a big video game fan, being a big comic book nerd, I'm around a lot of people who really love Sonic. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is one of the big things. This is not Sonic. Sonic does not look like that. What the hell are you doing to Sonic? Uh, and... <laughs> So I, it's weird to me because there was that movie. Uh, I'm sure you guys can hear the dogs in the background there. Uh, but that movie came out and very much immediately, or not, I guess the movie hasn't come out, but the trailer is out. Mm-hmm. And very immediately Twitter was like, oh, what the hell is wrong with that thing? And yet Detective Pikachu, everyone seems to be on yeah, bored. I like that look. And yeah, I I I, I think <laughs> I saw someone tweet that was like, there was never a better ad campaign for Detective Pikachu than how bad the, the Sonic movie trailer looked. <laughs> I and they don't look taking it's, it's, them both. Well, here taking it's the them same both... concept where it's like, hey, here's this thing yes. that shouldn't exist in the real world. But we're going to put it there, and it's going to look maybe a little strange, maybe a little different. But Pokemon, their Detective Pikachu has done it with so much Mm -hmm. detail and so much love and held true to the designs of these characters Mm -hmm. and these, you know, these Pokemon. That's like, all right, it might look a little horrifying, but yeah, that's that's what they look like. That, yeah, yeah you, you know, whereas Sonic, it's like, that looks horrifying, but that's also not what Sonic looks like. What, yeah, what is I, this? I think if you take both of them out of context, they don't look terribly different from each other. And I mm-hmm. think Sonic would succeed as like, let's say theoretically, this is some bonkers world, maybe like a Kangaroo Jack situation where you do have an action comedy with just a CGI wacky talking animal in it that also happens to be blue and wear sneakers. Works fine for that, but I it does it, it doesn't it does not have the vibe of the traditional Sonic as far as I'm aware, and I believe that is the problem. Yeah, I mean the the Sonic fandom is very split, but it's it's I I was listening to a podcast uh, today that was also t- talking about about it, and they were kind of arguing or they were asking who is this movie for. Because they were kind of split on that because, and and I would agree with them, Detective Pikachu is very much going to be a kid's movie. But at the same time, that movie is for me. I'm yes. almost 30 years old. Like, I, Yeah, I think I, it is for anybody like 35 and below, not like 6 to 12. 
but at but they were asking the same thing about the Sonic movie, being like, this, regardless of how he looks, this will be a kids movie. They will most likely enjoy it. It's gonna be Sonic. They know him yeah. from comics and cartoons and video games and stuff like that. But you have the same like older fan base that's like hey we're here too we've still we're, we're still here we're also maybe the ones keeping you alive because we're the ones taking those children to go see that but also if it's looking that bad why not just wait till it's on netflix or be like hey let me show you a better version of sonic and not even go see the movie at all like these the the, the children don't really have uh like they they aren't the ones being like dear mom dear dad you should t- take me to go see this movie right now or i will throw a fit uh, yeah, nickelodeon like, magazine please <laughs> but like it's one of those things like they weren't sure of like is this really gonna be for the adults who love sonic I or like the feel older like this is like for sonic? somebody who played sonic as a kid and they have the nostalgia but not like sonic is this Sonic is not like somebody who has the general concept and fondness of concept. Yeah, it feels okay. So the there's a lot of stuff I love, and there's other stuff that I have heard about and like the idea about. And I go see the movie, and I'm like, sure, that seems right. I had a good time. And somebody else who knows the source material is like, no, they got all the things wrong. Why weren't they making a movie for the fans? And I'm like, oh no, they made a movie for me, the layperson. They made it for me, and if they made it for me, they didn't make it for you, and I'm sorry. They should have made it for you and not me. And I feel like this is like we're going for the layperson. We're going right down the middle. That's something that I don't understand why Hollywood does it that way. They don't need to be separate is the Mm. thing. You can make a movie for the fans that is also welcoming to new people and being Mm -hmm. like, hey, this is also for you, the lay person. And I think too often Hollywood goes for one or the other. And it's just like, what? Yeah, I can think... I can think of like almost no instances where there has been a franchise movie that I was new to and was turned off by. I think the only one is Fury Road. And I think it was less about the movie and people like kept telling me, oh, you don't need to know anything else about Mad Max. I'm like, okay, I can walk in there, tabula rasa. And I went in, I'm like, I I still feel, are you sure I'm not missing anything? I still feel like out of my element here. Okay, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's like, I, I feel like, hey, if you can stick to as close as you can what the actual story Mm -hmm. is that is what is going to onboard new people and sure you know making an adaption from film or something to tv or you know the opposite you're not going to be able to get everything exactly the way that that's fine that's Mm -hmm. understandable but then i it's it's then they're like oh well if we can't do that we're just gonna make our own thing and then we're gonna do it this way and they don't even pay attention to like the spirit of it or the meaning behind things and it's just like you get okay you're not you like totally miss the point yeah, here or sometimes somebody's a fan but they're just 
not the sort of fan that a lot of the other sorts of fans yeah. are, for instance. Yeah. They're just in the minority of them, I guess. Mm-hmm. Oh, I did see that the director was like, okay, you guys are mad and we're going to change things. Exactly. Which I guess is good. Um, I'm just worried about like the manpower that's going to have to go into changing everything that drastically that late. Yes. Like, oh, everybody's going to get to see a better looking Sonic in the movies. And so many people are going to be working 80 hour works weeks it, to exactly. make that happen. Yep. I'm like, so, is this worth it? Can't you just like keep it the way it is and just like imagine a better Sonic in your head for free without making anybody of a nervous breakdown? Jeff Fowler, uh, who is the director of the Sonic movie, tweeted out, uh, thank you for the support and the criticism. The message is loud and clear. You aren't happy with the design and you want changes. It's going to happen. Everyone at Paramount and Sega are fully committed to making this character the best he can be. Dot, dot, dot. Hashtag Sonic Movie. Hashtag Gotta Fix Fast. With a See, little wrench Gotta emoji. Fix Fast has a tremendous human cost. Like, yes. I appreciate that this guy is being such a good sport about things that he's like, oh, okay, well, back to the drawing board. But I don't know. I'm just concerned. There's going to be a lot of crunch on this. And Are you a lot familiar? of people working late nights. Are you familiar with paid? the backstory of Toy Story 2? No. Okay. Toy Story 2 was originally designed to be a like direct-to-video sequel that wasn't being done by Pixar itself. It was like whatever team within Disney was doing the other direct-to-video sequels, like Pocahontas 2, Journey to the New World, things like that, but they had a new, like... Lion King 1.5. Yeah, one and a half. Nobody says 1.5. You know what? I'm I'm an artist, not a mathematician. (laughs) But, so, the the movie was under production as a direct-to-video sequel like this, and everybody was agreeable to it, until some of like, the Pixar creators went in to check in and see how it was going, and they're like, this doesn't feel right. This does not feel like the story we started telling. We want this as our own. Can we take this and make this our own project? A full theatrical production, just like the first one. We need to really respect this thing and treat it just like the first one. Yeah. Not like one of these direct to video sequels, which is fine for you, but it feels, it doesn't feel right to us. So they did it. They pulled it off. It was released at the date it was originally planned to be released. It's a fantastic film, still enjoyed to this time. But I read a book called The Pixar Touch. That was all about the history of Pixar, and it's really interesting. It's a great read, but the horror stories I, of yeah, I'm sure it was a nightmare because the time between turning it, like deciding we want this back, and okay, but the release date is this, was so short. And like this is back when I oh, like the technology is still a major barrier, even if it is this great tool that they're using for this art. It's like okay. This will the, you made the shot that will take days to render on these 1998 computers, and so it, like everybody was working around the mm-hmm. clock, and I don't even remember it specifically, but just horror stories, and it turned into something great, and I'm glad we have Toy Story two the way it is, and not yeah. in another way. 
but I, I don't, I don't, I never know how to feel this about is, all these Hollywood horror stories. For it's like, the it's not only Hollywood though, because yeah. a lot of the conversations in the video game industry is yes. about this exact same topic. There are, I mean, it's, it's, it's any entertainment, uh, type of studio movies video games whatever there's mm-hmm. often crunch uh is is usually the term that they 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 use where it's like hey we have a deadline to hit that means you're gonna have to work like 80 hours a week if not more mm-hmm. you know to make this on t- on t- time and oops we fixed this one thing but that you know messed yes. up all this uh, other stuff now we're gonna have to go fix that and the deadline is not moving, you know, um, and it's it's not a good thing. It's not healthy. But at the same t- time, a lot of the entertainment industry is built on passion and mm-hmm. creativity. And I fully understand what it's like to be in that mode and be like, hey, I really love the thing I'm working on. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to sleep or eat or do anything until I finish this thing. Yeah. And to d- d- take it into a a non-fantastical art passion realm for a second i was talking earlier about how i have worked a ton of hours at my job because i love my job nobody made me work 40 hours you know more than 40 hours to begin with i did that voluntarily because i did not like to leave things unfinished and i had a lot of things to finish (laughs) that weren't going to move to anyone or anywhere else so i had to do them but, but now you can finish them at a lot slower pace because you have less hours now. Yeah, but and <laughs> so I'd work all these hours, but it wasn't like drudgery. It wasn't complaining. It was like, well, this is how it goes. Yeah. But yeah, that's like it's... a 55-hour week compared to like an 80-hour week. Yeah, I mean, and and I'm 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 kind of of the mind. It's not necessarily a bad thing to do from time to time Mm -hmm. but when it becomes systemic and it's just like this is just how it is Mm -hmm. then it's like okay this is not good when i mean i i I heard once i forget which studio it was but one video game studio uh, was reported on recently saying that yeah they give their employees unlimited vacation unlimited paid vacation yeah none of them take it because this is what I've heard. If if yes. if they take it, then all of the responsibility that they missed for that week or however long they're gone goes to someone else, and that like doubles their workload. So they don't want to be the asshole that puts all of that stuff on someone else. Exactly. And it, this yeah, it's, happens it's to good. me. This is why I did not use two weeks of paid vacation last year. Because I'm like, well, if I don't do it, somebody else has to do it. And these people have like real actual, you know, families, kids, spouses, pets to come home to. And I don't. So I'm just going to work all all the time. Yeah, <laughs> it's 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 something that's not really going to change unless everyone is on the same page about it. Like it's one of those things. If everyone took advantage of the vacation, it would almost I I. I don't want to say fix itself. I was about to, but it would like I feel like there would be a culture there built in where it's like, okay, 
the thing we do is take vacations from time yes. to t- t- time. And so we know the deadline either has to be or like the the amount of t- time. Hey, it's a c- call back to the start of the, the show when we're like, we need to make sure we accurately know how to do all, of, you know, yes. like if, if, if we factor in that stuff, we can more accurately say, hey, it's actually going to take a little bit longer than what our normal deadlines are now. I'm totally fine waiting a year longer to yes. get a movie if that means you guys can take vacations and yeah. have good mental health, you know? And I think that's, like, a, beyond just, like, the financial and logistical costs of moving something as big as a movie premiere mm-hmm. release date. I think people are afraid, like, oh, if we push the release date, that's bad news. That's going to wreck it's... our reputation. People aren't going to trust us, like... Why'd you need the extra time? There's Why couldn't you get it done on time? Separation between, I, I I think that and shareholders who want money here now make mm-hmm. things you know make things go. We we want our more money you know, mm-hmm. and I I yeah again it's just one of those things like I feel like if sh- if whoever the shareholders or board of directors or whoever, uh. If they un if they, if they had a better understanding of that and was more pa- patient, then maybe it would work. But also, maybe that's not how the market works. I mm-hmm. I don't know. I I'm I don't know much about all the market yeah. and stuff like that. It's crazy stuff though. But um, I I I I I just also wanted to kind of wrap that up by saying I think it's fascinating how quickly uh changes can be or like. Feedback can be put out there and received, and mm-hmm. deci- decisions to be uh, decisions can be made to make changes almost instantly mm-hmm. nowadays with the internet. I remember uh, in college, I think the document, I think it was Helvetica. It was a oh yeah graphic design documentary. Yes. I, might not be that one though um but if i'm not mistaken i believe it was a uh, super famous designer uh, michael beirut um talking just about the impact of the internet um and it was the idea of like yeah back in the day uh when the these ad men were making all of these logos and stuff like that before they it, it would be months if not years before they got any like collective feedback on if this was good or not or if there was a problem or you know who knows what and but then there was the conundrum of well it's been months if not years we've already established ourselves with this thing do we continue Mm -hmm. with this thing and see if we can do something about it or do we redesign and you know and do all that stuff but now we have the internet Mm -hmm. and they can spend you know companies can spend thousands if not millions of dollars on ad campaigns mm-hmm. only, only to get it blasted on the inter, inter, inter internet that next day mm-hmm. and just completely kill the project the company the whoever mm-hmm. whatever it is you know and that's fascinating to me that's like it all happens like that mm-hmm. crazy stuff um last thing i kind of want to mention kind of funny stuff here so a a long time ago yes uh 
Tumblr did their porn ban thing. Ky- this was Ky- this what you, pa- Kyle, past December. A long time ago. In this December. Past this, it, it, okay, you know what? <laughs> this isn't like Well, back in my day, we used to have porn on Tumblr. Um, <laughs> R.I.P. porn. Rest in porn. Um, but, so, Tumblr went downhill a long time ago when Yahoo bought it. This was yeah. years ago. And then I Verizon. I remember that. And then, I was, Ver- yeah. Yeah, yeah, because I was on Tumblr, I think, starting in, like, 2010. Mm-hmm. And so I remember when it got bought out by Yahoo, there was just a lack of like upkeep and attention. That's I don't when know all if, the like, bots started happening. Yeah, That's when all I don't the, know if there like... was really like a change in culture. Just like, oh, nobody's weeding this thing. It like the grass is just overgrowing over here. Yeah. Um, and then y- Yahoo got bought up by Verizon, so now Verizon owns Tumblr and. Uh, back in December, Apple took the Tumblr app off of their app store because of reports that Tumblr was rampant with child pornography, which it was, and it still is, (laughs) but it, it, like, it, it, so it was this thing of Tumblr being like, uh, oh, shit, uh, we got taken off the app, and Verizon being like, well, we kind of want the app to be on there, and Apple was like, well, we'll let the app back on there if you clean it up. Uh, and like, you have to ban all not safe for work content. I'm not sure if Apple was the one that was actually dictating Yeah, yeah I got the impression it. that like Tumblr was overreacting. And that is a very serious problem. Yes, eradicated. Well, but so like the option they took they was... Had- the not safe for work ban in progress like they were okay. planning on it down the road because they wanted to sell more advertisements and stuff like that and it's like hey there's a lot of porn on on your thing we don't really want to sell if there's this much porn um but yeah so long story short they got taken down and they they they, they, they were like hey we need to put our not safe for work uh ban into full effect immediately and it was so strong like there was a lot of genuinely bad things that does need to be gotten rid of and seriously patrolled but there were like okay no nipples none everybody put a shirt back on the dark elves (laughs) Uh, (laughs) but uh but like yeah it was this thing where they set they set up this AI to detect and filter and and block all of this adult content and usership tanked. Yeah, it plummeted, and Verizon was like, well, "Okay, uh, does anyone want to buy a Tumblr? <laughs> <laughs> this thing we our plan didn't work because there is still porn on Tumblr." You can still go on there and look at it and re-blog it. Bots are still on there. The child pornography is still on there. All the Nazis are still on there. They didn't do shit with this not safe for work ban. Yeah, it seemed like it needed like a social problems cleaning and not like a things that would make your mother grab her pearls cleaning 
it like it, it i mean it's i mean hopefully your mother is grabbing her pearls at child pornography and stuff oh, like that but like <laughs> but like it it's just they I understand them being like, well, hey, maybe we should just ban all not safe for work content. Maybe that's the solution. It's not a very, very well thought out one, mm-hmm. but it's this idea of just like, well, they tried something. I I understand it, but it, yeah. it just you got like that's not the problem. The we've been yelling at you for years of what the problem yeah, is, yeah, and exactly. you haven't done anything Ex- about exactly. it. Get the Nazis off. Get the white soup supremacists off get their child pornography specifically they were like hey guys nipples are bad yeah nipples are terrible uh and they're harmful and they're scary yeah we wanted like okay you need to clean up a hundred percent of this and they picked like the wrong hundred percent of something it's like well you you kind of did that and then you worked a lot on another part that we were actually not concerned about so it was really funny because I I saw I saw that uh, I saw a couple people tweeting an article from The Verge about being like, "Hey, Verizon is looking to sell Tumblr," uh, and I saw the r- writer uh, Kate Leff tw- mm. tweet about it, and she goes, "Man, I wonder if Pornhub would be in in." interested in buying and sure enough about half an hour later verge or the verge updates their thing being like hey update Pornhub has commented on being interested in buying tumblr (laughs) i could get behind that (laughs) so i'm i i don't know about that Mm -hmm. i think it's comedy gold and I, on one hand, I'd be like, yeah, I would kind of want to know what they would do with it. Or like, mm-hmm. like, how, like, how would they fix it? What they would do? On the other hand, I think it's actually a really bad idea for Pornhub to buy out Tumblr if that's what they want to do. It could take... It needs a serious cleaning, and I, Pornhub isn't as big as a Verizon. It would I don't know if they do honestly I, have the resources available to clean it the way it needs to be cleaned. Let's put it this way. The porn industry as a whole is one of, if not the most lucrative I- I- industry, uh, where it, it almost dictates the tech a lot of the oh, tech oh yeah like industry this is why, like blu-rays beat hd dvds and vhs beat betamax because yeah. those are the formats that porn went with yeah thank you tropic thunder for <laughs> mentioning that I but like learn it from there i don't know why i know that i mean that's where i first learned it but yeah like it just oddly enough like that's often what happens mm-hmm. um but Pornhub doesn't have the greatest in, in fact they have a very terrible track record with sex workers. Mm. Pornhub as well as uh, other free porn sites are all built off of stolen content. That stuff does not b- 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 benefit the actual c- creators that made all of that stuff and yes the s- people get paid to make pornography mm-hmm. and you can buy all of it. they sell that stuff and so if you going to watch it for free sure it's super convenient but it's like pirating a movie or doing all that stuff like the, the, these 
like it's pirated content and stuff like that it's not actually helping them yeah make, i guess that's something some money. people like might if, not think about like you know who made a movie but if you see some boobs you're not like all right what is the legacy of these boobs how did these boobs get if, here if if you if you want to see your favorite porn star continue to to make the content that they, they do support them buy their stuff go to the these these studios that you, you, you like and be like hey we like this performer we would like to see you hire them that's how more mm -hmm. work gets made that's how more porn gets made mm -hmm. and Pornhub is not very i mean they they've tried in their own way to kind of rectify that now a lot of studios have their own Pornhub channel and it's the official stuff and they will actually pay you for the number of uh, like mm -hmm. watches you get and stuff like that and I think I think you can even sell stuff I'm not sure um, so they've tried to kind of rectify that in their own way but they just don't have a good track record with sex workers so I'm not sure if that's something sex workers mm -hmm. would be like yeah sure you can buy this this thing that I used to rely on as my main thing of advertising all of my stuff yeah i know I, I i don't see that going over well with a lot of sex workers on top of that as much as there was a lot of porn on tumblr tumblr wasn't just about porn there was a lot of other yeah, art styles and that's the thing about tumblr is that it was that's why i liked it it was just a very useful platform for putting anything on there text Images, yeah. gifts, audio files, my, music, my first you know, videos. Tumblr that I that I had was a music blog, yeah. and I like, discovered I think... so much stuff. And I... yeah, and it was fantastic. I I I've discovered uh, like I I remember having the actual artist follow me and interact with them, and I like I remember it was like years after and i saw them on something else i was like that guy used to follow me on yeah, tumblr and now he's yeah. famous what the hell like how, like how does that work but yeah and like even um the whatnots used to have a tumblr page mm -hmm. and that used to be our main website and the bright sessions followed us yeah. on there back before they had like any followers and Aww. stuff like that and now it's just like what is this bright sessions audio drama podcast who are they and it just it seemed small and i was like oh good for them and i just didn't give them a second thought and then eventually checked them out because i started seeing them on twitter too and i was like oh this show is actually really good and now they're like one of the biggest oh, yeah. if not most well-known audio dramas out there they're 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 making a book uh i know currently lauren shepin the creator is working on her second novel but yeah like it's just like i i there's so much other stuff that can be found on tumblr i don't know if that would be the best like if that would be a good relationship for Tumblr to have of being bought out by Pornhub. Yeah. I mean, Tumblr, I, I don't know if Tumblr really has a say in that, mm -hmm. but who knows? It's super 
the way I remember it, it was super customizable and flexible and whatever you wanted to do with it, it could do. And it had a great way of like finding other people, finding other posts and content like what you wanted. And I think that is why the porn community liked it so much is that they could build whatever they wanted. It was super supportive of gifts the way like other platforms, other platforms weren't supportive of at the time. And it's, it was good at so many things. I wish all of them could exist. Yeah. Yeah. Like, okay, here's Tumblr after dark. And then over here, this is Tumblr for like 16 year olds to post their outfit of the day separately over there, away from the porn. But both there's still fashion exist. Tumblr, yeah. there's illustrator Tumblr, there's Doctor Who Tumblr, there's yeah. the furries, you know, there's the, you know, there's, there's all sorts of stuff. And I, I I just don't want Tumblr to become solely the like, hey, this is the porn social media and be like a yeah. What what's the uh, what is the one? Uh, there there is like a not porn social media, but like a kink related one. Uh, ah, fuck, what it it's. I don't know. It's someone's uh, in out there's been like, oh, it's this thing. Um, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't want. I would like like for porn to like be revived in like a a clean, safe, helpful way for everybody. But that yeah. is the risk. If you revive that, that might be what it becomes, and it doesn't be anything else beyond that anymore. Yeah, I mean, I I think that is a a risk. I I think maybe more as like meme of the day like if mm-hmm. if, if i mean at the end of the day pornhub could buy it and just being like all right we're just gonna help you get it back to what it was and we'll let you be basically yeah um but i mean which which could work out fine and it, you know you could have still hey there's the doctor who people there's the supernatural people mm-hmm. here's the all of the anime stuff you know i just don't want it to be overwhelmingly this is now the porn social media <laughs> i mean I, guess all your you po- I mean a doctor who fanfic if you want yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah it's like i guess you can but you know i i, I would rather it just be a platform for all types of artists and i don't know how much pornhub buying that would interfere with that Mm -hmm. on both a platform and just like kind of mental like hey this is the way it's i i i don't think they would advertise it as that but just i think people would like equate the two it's like oh Pornhub bought it, so that means it's only for porn, you Mm. you know. Oh well. That being said, it's comedy gold, though. Just like (laughs) we've been yelling at you for years. We want we want the porn, not the Nazis. Mm -hmm. Nipples, not Nazis. Yes. (laughs) But ridiculous, Mm -hmm. ridiculous stuff. But I say that is a good time to wrap things up hey no pun intended for (laughs) porn related stuff have safe sex kids uh or did not kids (laughs) people younger than us but above 18 enjoy yourself yeah exactly um i i say that is a good 
time to end things. Melissa, where can they find you on the interwebs? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Wilkywit. That's W-I-L-K-Y-W-I-T. And if you are curious, my old Tumblr page is still up there. There's no porn on it. It mostly was like fandom stuff and, and dumb jokes. Uh, but my <laughs> old Tumblr URL is your least sassy friend. There There's nothing go. cool on there. But if you want to just dig through like weird old memes, I guess you can. You know, <laughs> gift sets about Sherlock or whatever else is back there. There you go. Uh, and I am at Yo Kyle Springer on both Twitter, on both Twitter and Instagram. Uh, and if you guys want to stay up to date with this show as well as any of the other podcasts that we do, we are at the Whatnots uh, on Twitter. Uh, Patreon.com/slash the Whatnots uh, is where you can get or where where you can support us. Uh, you can get access to all of our episodes early, access to exclusive episodes. Uh, you and I need to talk about when we yes. want to record the we'll new exclusive episode record. that yep. we want to do soon here. Um, but yeah, we got exclusive episodes of the review show uh, mm-hmm. up up on our Patreon at the $3 tier. Uh, and we want to give a big special thank you to mm-hmm. Sam and and. Christine at the $5 level. Uh, thank you guys for helping us out and keeping the lights on uh, and for helping us uh, make make all of these podcasts. That That's super, super wonderful. Thank you so much. Um, I don't think I have any other like plugs, housekeeping. No. Go like, share, subscribe. We could use your follow here on t- mm-hmm. Twitch, twitch.tv slash the whatnots or on our YouTube you can just search the whatnots podcast and we'll pop, pop up there and the dogs are barking i wonder if my roommate is just getting home uh but we will see you guys next week mm-hmm. adios guys bye <laughs>